Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of the Green Wisdom Health Show. I'm Janet Lewis. And I'm Dr. Lewis. And we are home of your low-cost lab work and great information, bringing you another exciting chapter today about chasing sleep. Many of you have asked questions out there about why you can't go to sleep, why you can't stay asleep, why you wake up so early. So we're going to help you chase it down and figure out the root cause of what may be blocking you from sleeping and uh, offer you some natural alternatives and give you some ideas about what causes it in the first place. So Dr. Lewis, would you like to educate us a little bit today about why people can't stay asleep or go to sleep? We know they don't go to sleep because they're up in the middle of the night ordering products from us at one or two o'clock in the morning. I'm thinking these people must have high cortisol. Yeah, that you know that's really common. Um, and, and we started we started this show because there's this young man named James in the DFW area that I really really like, and he was having trouble sleeping, waking up at certain times of the night. And there are certain times when in the Chinese traditional medicine that they say it's a meridian for the liver. It's one to three, I think. Um, and that's usually what you'll see. And there's a lot of different reasons why people don't sleep. So we'll go over many of them, and hopefully one of them will stick. Um, so, James, this is dedicated to you. Um, well, some- and also Brian. Brian P. asked about this last week on Shooting Straight with Dr. Lewis on Facebook. Yeah. He asked about, uh, he wanted us to do a show on it. So it's, it's to him as well. <laughs> yeah, down in Florida. Um so I'll just go on, and if something sticks in your intuition, then that may be your answer because the answer is so much, so many possibilities that'll be different. Failure to sleep is over, say, a month. It, it would be considered chronic insomnia. That can be unable to fall asleep when you go to bed, or just waking up during the night being unable to go back to sleep. For me, that was last night. Because I had a pill stuck in my throat, and it was a nasty-tasting pill, so I uh, had to get up and drink a lot of water all night long. Then, then you have to go to the bathroom all night long, so that's not chronic. That was just a last-night thing. <clears throat> Sometimes it's just frustrating and, and annoying if it's temporary, uh, but if it lasts for o- over a month or years, it can be serious. You get into sleep deprivation, and I don't think you ever get that back. And lack of sleep can very much cause or contribute to other diseases. I think in our society that it's stress, anxiety, and depression much of the time. People that run a business, and there's a lot that goes to that. Any small business owner knows that uh, and it's stress. And people say, well, I'm not depressed. I said, well, I don't like that word anyway because that just kind of implies you're crying in your beer, Um, which, speaking of beer, hops is one of the good things that can help put you to sleep, although the hops in a good German beer will not upset your stomach like the hops in uh, an American beer because the way it's grown, the gluten and the glyphosate that goes in our stuff, so uh, sometimes alcohol actually messes with it, so, you know, I'm not saying get your hops in alcohol, but that some people do that. So think about you you have anxiety, you have stress, or you have uh, grief. Um, Breathing problems. People that have asthma and emphysema, 
many times have a tough time sleeping. Uh, Hypoglycemia. And I think that's one of the things with James is because he started the keto diet, which I'm a big fan of. But sometimes people just don't eat enough carbohydrates. And then you have the conversion of glucose to glycogen. And that creates a liver issue and your sugar drops too low. And sometimes that'll wake you up. So think about that. Many, many, many times it's hyperthyroidism. So your thyroid, you know, it's just running rampant and won't shut you, let you shut your mind down. Indigestion. Most of the people think that it's too much acid when in reality, most of the time it's too little acid. And we get indigestion from eating those grains that, you know, wreak havoc on our health. It can be heart disease or kidney disease. It can be muscle aches, which goes back to the question last week of John's talking about hip pain. There are many, many reasons for that. But muscle aches usually will go back to lack of magnesium, which is almost always uh, part of the issue because we're so deficient in magnesium. It can be the beginning of Parkinson's disease, a different physical pain that can certainly disrupt your sleep cycle. Caffeine, and we're going to get deep into that in a few minutes, I think. But too much caffeine, sometimes I'll drink a cup of coffee a little bit too late. I don't sleep all night long. And I think, well, I knew what did it. I just thought I needed the caffeine to drive you know, wherever we were to wherever we're going, but I don't sleep good that night. So think about uh, too much caffeine doing it. Now, as far as nutrients go, I don't talk much about calcium because I think most people get a fair amount of calcium in the diet. Magnesium is almost always deficient. If you have a lack of either one of them or low nutrient levels, you can wake up a few hours later and not be able to return to sleep. So we do have a good calcium slash magnesium formula. Uh, There's different stages of sleep. You know, you have light sleep and there's one and well, there's two stages to that. Then there's two stages to deep sleep. And then there's REM sleep, which stands for rapid eye movement. Uh, We love to see our puppy go into REM where eyes jerk and limb muscles become you know jerky uh we say well sadie's having a dream whatever puppies dream about we don't know one of the reasons that people don't get into deep sleep i think is lack of melatonin some people spend less time in it's called delta sleep and some may not get there at all. I think it's lack of melatonin. Yeah, I think there's a lot of research that would support that. The calcification of our pineal glands, and I've seen evidence that links that to fluoride in our water. I really believe that fluoride's going to come out as a massive, massive poison, and they're going to get it out of the water. We know it's a massive poison and you know dumbs down your IQ, but... I think it's causing many, many other problems that are much more subtle. Um, You have to look at what time you want to go to sleep, and you have to look at adrenal glands. Sometimes when I'll feel Janet look over at me at 7.30, 8 o'clock, 
and she'll just look to see if I'm asleep. Well, if I'm asleep, then she knows my adrenal glands are shot. And this goes back to people running a small business, working too hard. And we love our job, but, you know, I'm calling and emailing and talking to people from early in the morning till late at night, sometimes on weekends, because if they have a problem, they at least email me and we go from there. Just make a note, if you will, some of the things that you need to consider, and I'm going to go over this, then I'm going to go over it again, but there's plenty of research that talks about uh, calcium deficiency can be a copper deficiency, uh, but most likely it's a copper toxicity, people getting too much copper. One of the best supplements I like to help with the adrenal glands and help with sleep is panathenic acid. That helps your adrenal glands in a big, big way. So if your wife's taking it, the husband will look nicer. Uh, Tryptophan. Tryptophan is an amino acid, and that's the basics of uh, 5-HTP, 5-hydroxytryptophan. Could be a taurine deficiency. I'm a big fan of taurine because it helps the liver clean out, helps thin the bile, and helps the body excrete toxins. So think about that. Cabalamine. And I like the methyl cabalamine. Uh, one other one that I'm a big fan of is thiamine, which is B1. We use the uh, fat-soluble thiamine. If you have brain fog, brain fog, you probably need thiamine. So when you get into a disturbed sleep cycle, I want you to think about some of the other possibilities. It's called the HPA axis, which is hypothalamus pituitary adrenal gland. And then if that goes wrong long enough, then your thyroid gets in, kind of gets involved. So you have, I will call it a general adaptation syndrome. Uh, you get an alarm reaction, which would be long-term stress, say James running a business, and that involves the uh, adrenals secreting and activation of the sympathetic adrenal system. Then you go to a stage of resistance after a while, which involves balancing the adrenocortical hormones. Okay, I'll try not to get too deep. Uh, finally, after you go along this for a long time, you go through exhaustion. So normally your cortisol will go high, and that's why we test it on our labs and I'll tell people well it's not an optimal range you're on interstate doing you know 30 miles per hour over the speed limit but if you keep that up and don't crash sooner or later you'll just get fatigued and your engine blows up and you're on the side of the road that's when you go into adrenal fatigue uh, there's many studies that say if you go into adrenal fatigue then it can take two to three years to rebuild it and the reason why it takes so long is you still have the same amount of stress every day. So it, it goes into a deficit that can be fixed, but it's a slow fix. So don't go into the burnout phase if you have the high uh, cortisol. You know, do something about it. So, What are symptoms that you would go into a burnout phase? What When you say that, what happens whenever somebody's cortisol goes too high and then it falls and goes too low well i think when it's too high it's usually the people that's filling out their health survey or ordering at one two three o'clock in the morning 
So you can't go to sleep. You're a little hyper, going crazy. Uh, can't shut your brain down. You get very, very irritated at different things. Yeah, we actually had one person um, that said that he literally could sleep 12 hours a day and wanted to only be up about three. So, and then because we ran the lab on him, he actually had exhausted his adrenals, which Dr. Liz talks about. He actually had one of the lowest cortisol levels we've seen. But that's why. So if you're feeling that way and you don't really know why, we always suggest to do the lab work so we can check cortisol levels. Um, Liver enzymes are another particular fun thing because they will also keep you awake. And they can be within the so-called normal limits, but they're not anywhere close to being optimal. Right. And that's between 1 and 3 in the morning, according to the Chinese uh, meridians for... um, or repair to the organs. That's when the liver's trying to make repairs. So guess what? You're awake because the liver's pretty upset with you. And I think the next two hours is lungs. Right. So, uh, but that covers your whole night. Yeah. Uh, one of the worst things you can do to cause insomnia is drink alcohol and caffeine uh, late in the afternoon or sugary and processed foods close to bedtime because you'll get that spike of sugar and energy and then you come crashing down. So you have to deal with chronic stress, well, maybe acute stress also, and kind of flow with life's changes, uh, with their circumstances, so to speak. Uh, Being sick is a a big deal. Having emergency surgery like one sweet lady that was in Nashville, she's flying home as we speak. Uh, Those people that need to heal from surgery That's the ones that I talked about last week that need the amino complex. It will help people get over surgery and repair themselves much more quickly and not probably not go into the adrenal exhaustion. Then you have sleep apnea. So, you know, you can go to a sleep specialty, you know, the studies there and get you a CPAP if that's necessary. And restless leg syndrome. So many people tell us that they lay down and their legs start jumping around. And, um, you know, hey, you need a good chiropractor, which I happen to have one. So, uh, <laughs> But, but um, magnesium is a huge help for that. You know. Sometimes it's low iron or high iron, too. Don't That's take true. iron without lab, please. That's not a good thing to do. That's really true, uh, which is on our lab as well, the ferritin, the stored iron. But uh, minerals can also help restless leg syndromes. You know, putting a small pillow between your knees which we've been experimenting with for a couple of weeks now. I was going to buy a new mattress because I was having this I can't sleep again thing. And um, it was just my pillows needed to be changed out. Um, so, Thank God. I'd rather spend the money somewhere else than on a several thousand dollar mattress. Yeah. So got new pillows out of the deal. <laughs> anyway, um, allergies and respiratory conditions. You have many people now with this time of the year with spring coming in that they tell us that they're getting allergies and um I have one guy that takes Advil every night before he goes to bed because he can't sleep throughout the night. So what do you think that's doing to his liver down the road? Because that's becoming toxic as well. So, you know, some people do NyQuil before they go to bed at night. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, y'all are just contaminating yourself with more things to pull off. So we do have some natural remedies that we'd like to talk about as far as um, 
things that might help you stay asleep. And it's different for everyone. Yes. There's not one thing that seems to be the magic pill. Uh, because, pun, pun intended there. Yeah. Because Dr. Lewis is telling you it can be so many different things. But uh, we've got one called Covenace Ultra PM that will generally knock you on your rear. Um, you'd only do one. And it's got a combination of like 5-HTP and melatonin in it and um, something I can't pronounce, uh, 4-amino, phenobutic acid. I don't know. It makes you sleep. Um, but people love this, but it's a three milligram of melatonin. So if you, if you can't do melatonin because it gives you weird dreams, you don't want this one. But if melatonin is your friend, uh, Covenace Ultra PM is a great sleep aid. Straight magnesium's a great sleep aid if you don't do the citrate form where it's making you get up in the night and have bowel problems because that's what the citrate does. It makes you go to the bathroom a little bit better. We personally like reacted magnesium because it's different forms mixed together and you can't overdose on it and it doesn't make you have to run to the bathroom. Um, the other thing that helps you fall asleep if for the people out there that are going oh, I have all these random thoughts going through my head. I have to solve all these things before I can go to sleep. They didn't matter during the day, but right now they really, really matter, and I'm going to fix it all. Um, those people there need something called 5-HTP. It's 5-hydroxytryptophan. On our website, it is the 100-milligram one. The 50-milligram is for kids. So uh, if you weigh over 100 pounds, you want the 100-milligram one. You do one of them before you go to bed. It is the peace of God in a bottle. It helps with mood, weight loss. It stops all of those anxious, racing thoughts and just makes you mellow so you go to sleep. Works within about 30 minutes of taking it. Uh, did I miss anything for sleep? Well, that's enough. I'm getting sleepy. That does not mean I'm bored, honey. <laughs> He's taking uh, a nap while I'm telling everybody this. <laughs> well, I didn't sleep much last night. But one of, one of the reasons, one of the things we see uh, that we suspect on lab is people have a gut barrier problem or a challenge to the immune system. And that was one of the questions I think Janet was going to bring up. Uh, on the immune system, you know, everybody's gluten intolerant. I personally think it's more glyphosate intolerant but the gi track is designed to break down and we don't do a good job so probably need digestive enzymes and absorb a large amount of nutrients in a pretty short time so there's uh folds and fingers called villi that it makes for a bigger surface area in the gi track and gluten flattens these down and scars it very effectively lowering the amount of surface area that you have to absorb through. So this uh, is a, tr uh, it, you have an increased blood flow. I, I don't know exactly how to say this. You get an inflammatory, inflammatory cascade and you get an irritant, which is usually a food allergy. Number one is wheat. Number two is dairy for most people, but there's other things. It could be like citrus fruit and chocolate. I hate to say that. But it's true. So you get this increased blood flow, and that pulls in real specific health, healthy cells that clean up the damage and, and kill the infectious agents or the irritating agents like gluten or glyphosate. 
then you have the activation, which the platelets do that, crosses over the blood, through the blood vessels, uh, helps with healing, scar tissue formation, and wound closure, and that's why the um, the amino complex is very good for that. Uh, so there's, it gets into a pretty complicated area. So you've got to get on the digestive enzymes, then the probiotics. I'd like to talk about probiotics for a minute. Uh, and some people think they do the same thing, probiotics versus digestive enzymes, and there is some overlap, but you need both. Um, one of the calming neurotransmitters is called GABA, which is gamma aminobutyric acid. You have those receptors, and there are different types of bacteria that you need to take every day. And I, I tell people, brew, brew your own, but you need to take some also. It's lactobacillus rhamnosus helps reduce anxiety. It alters the expression of these GABA receptors, and that's the calming neurotransmitter that counterbalances anxiety. So that goes back to the gut. There is um, one particular bacteria called Bifidobacterium infatus that increases the serotonin precursor tryptophan. You know, I had uh, one patient says, well, the 5-HTP makes me nauseous. And yes, that is possible. I've never seen it in 30 years of practice. Now I've seen one. But then you get on Internet, and they are going on and on and on again about how 5-HTP makes you nauseous. If you'll notice, they really, really poo-poo natural solutions. You know, Especially they, the ones that work. Yeah, more, more so. Kava, kava, which is another great thing to help calm you down to yeah. sleep, took a big hit. Um, That's several decades ago. Yeah. There's one flawed study that said it caused liver damage, which turned out to be false, but they don't come back and say, well, we were wrong. They actually took 5-HTP off the market for many, many years because it killed six or seven people. It was not the 5-HTP. It was a contaminant in the 5-HTP, but they took... 5-HTP off the market. That's like saying, well, if your Takata airbag didn't go off, we're going to take all vehicles off the road just because that one airbag didn't go off and it was faulty. And that's the idiocy that some people run their lives by. Uh, I mentioned earlier the HPA axis, hypothalamic pituitary adrenal. Uh, Hypothalamus is right above the pituitary, and that's in the base of the brain down low Uh, this links the hypothalamus and pituitary in the brain with the adrenal glands and that controls your stress so if that is running overtime it can increase your stress response it will decrease or alter digestion and your immunity we had a question about autoimmune diseases it adversely affects your mood and your metabolism and that's just a few. So uh, you get an exaggerated stress response when you don't have the proper probiotics in your GI tract compared to people that have the good probiotics. And if you get a good percentage of probiotics, you automatically start losing weight. And people say, well, I took a whole bottle worth. And it's like a whole bottle doesn't even come close to fighting the trillions and trillions and trillions of microorganisms that's in your body. It takes time, folks. It really does. 
Can you address uh, another question that we had from uh, someone that said they could not sleep, and so they started doing the energy drinks like Red Bulls and things like that to help them get through the day because they needed the pick-me-up because they weren't resting at night. Could you tell us if that's a good or a bad thing as far as uh, doing an energy drink? And, And if you think it's bad, what do you recommend they do to try to get through the day well a couple of weeks ago janet got a new car and it's got twin turbo boost and it will absolutely scream (laughs) it's it's amazing but now if you were to add nitrous oxide to it it would scream and go down the road even faster but the nitrous would burn the engine out too fast and that's what these energy drinks will do that'll burn you out much much faster They talk about one particular uh, type of stroke that can happen sometimes within 90 minutes of drinking this stuff. I I don't think I've ever had one because it would raise my blood pressure, which, you know, if you have high blood pressure, that's you sure don't want to do that. And so I think it's bad. I think it's crazy. And it's called a reversible cerebral vasculoconstriction syndrome, RCVS. And that stuff in the, I'm not picking on Red Bull, I'm picking on all the energy drinks, but that's probably the most widely known. It can cause a a very severe and sudden spasm of the blood vessels in the brain that can restrict the blood supply and sometimes even cause a hemorrhage. So that's a no, 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 heck no. And what do you do to get through the day? Well, there are B vitamins that will jack up your energy and then there's b vitamins that will calm you down and we know which ones to give you and at what time but at least take a multivitamin what about energy extra don't you think that that's a a good capsule type product that would help give uh, a little bit more energy to someone that's trying to just get through the day without having to be caffeinated up with the extra coffee and yeah that helps your body adapt energy extra is really a pretty awesome product it helps helps, uh, do a sustained type energy and not the not the nitrous oxide race to the quarter mile finish line uh as janet she pinned my head back uh, on the head rest when she punched the gas so don't do that in your body it's not a good thing she likes speed and uh, i want to make sure we address mary alice's question um she's interested in hearing more thoughts about autoimmune treatments Um, I don't know if you guys heard the other episode we did, but we actually have a young lady, she's nine, ten years old, that has something called alopecia. That's an autoimmune problem. And one of the symptoms of it is that her hair falls out. And her mother was kind enough, which we're getting ready to post on our social media so you guys can see it. She sent us a picture and, and has allowed us to share that um, of her daughter when she first started with us in September of last year where most of her hair in the back was gone. And then she took another picture in December after she'd been on our program a few months, and it was beginning to grow back in. And then again in February, when we just did her lab again, she took another picture. And it is incredible, remarkable for that little girl how much hair she has grown back and how much quality of life I'm sure she has gotten back because of of the way she looks because people are watching that, especially at that young age. But um, autoimmune treatments, 
Um, this Mary Alice wants to know, especially on new and early diagnosis and what you can do to help yourself. Uh, for further details, she'd love to hear about lupus, which is another autoimmune uh, diet and pregnancy with lupus. And she loves your show so much. So thank yeah. you, Mary Alice. Thank you. I don't think I saw that. So thanks for writing in. Yeah. So can you tell some of the products that would help with autoimmune and, and what's going on there? You know, SBI Protect, it's a bovine, you know, serum-derived bovine immunoglobulin. It's really, really, really incredible. The longer you take it and the more you take, the better it heals the guts and helps maintain that barrier function that I sort of alluded to. Massive doses of probiotics. And, you know, I see probiotics that cost the same as ours, but they're guaranteed $1.5 billion at the time of expiration date, where ours is guaranteed 20 And we 20 is the lowest we'll sell. Yeah, I, t- I had a lady the other day goes, well, can I just keep taking the probiotic I'm taking? I said, let me see what you've got. I said, well, to, if it really is in yours, like it says, which is always questionable, that's why we use pharmaceutical-grade nutrition, uh, I told her you would have to take nine of those pills to equal one of ours. Yeah, and the one I compared was 13.3 times higher in ours, so 9 to 13.3. So that stuff is not cheaper. No, it, it's much more expensive. But the SBI Protect and massive amounts of probiotics will help the barrier function, helps the microbiome and, and immune system interface, so to speak. You have to avoid and eliminate the allergens, uh, the ones your body produces antigens against, reduce the inflammatory triggers. And so, Laura Seeden seems oh, to be a awesome. big uh, overlooked product. It's uh, monolaurin from coconut. And I've got some right here on my desk uh, because I take it. And, honey, I'm almost out, so I need another jar, please. So that helps uh, to bring the autoimmune issue into a, an environment. And yes, an environment yeah. that it can be balanced in. Yeah. And then the SBI Protect actually helps uh strengthen the immune system as well close the leaky gut gaps for those of you that have leaky gut Crohn's etc etc so hopefully you have learned something on our show again today and we really do appreciate your questions comments uh, what you would like to hear talked about Um, I think we're going back into digestive health next week because we have a really great new product that's coming in that we're excited to talk to you about, and especially for you liver people out there that aren't sleeping between one and three. So uh, in the meantime, if you've not done your lab, go to our website, greenwisdomhealth.com, fill out the health survey. Dr. Lewis will call you personally and recommend a lab panel to you if you don't like the one that is generated off of our questionnaire. So um, we hope you've enjoyed our show, and we hope you guys have a very blessed week, and we'll be here next time on the Green Wisdom Health Show. Once again, our show has come to an end, but your hope in your health is only beginning. If you or a loved one are in need of a different outcome and are waiting for a brighter future, take the first step and go to our website and fill out the health survey. Please don't keep us a secret. If you know someone that could benefit from this podcast, please share this show with your friends and family. You're only one step away from a life worth living.